Welcome back. Yes, we are here with Randy. Hey. And uh, for another... Yes, yes. For uh, Let's think about that. Randy, you have been um, friends for a little while here, and I know you as a pastor, as a friend, as a co-worker and church planning stuff and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Um, also a worker, uh, what, what type of work do you do? IT. IT work, yeah, yeah I knew that. Technology. So. You've helped me uh, install my Wi-Fi. <laughs> did a very good job. Is it still working? It's still working. I see, there you go. Positive, okay. So he's good at it. All right, so we're going to be talking about the, the topic today um, is kind of a, a little bit, you know, I think we'll dig into it a little bit, but we're talking about the attributes, attributes of God mm -hmm. and understanding God more spending the time to understand God more. So mm -hmm. your not only your worldview and, and maybe your actions, the way you live your life, but also the way you present God to the world yes. is dictated yeah. by the way he wanted to be presented as opposed to maybe what you um, think he might, or culturally what you've been told he might want to be presented. Is that, is that accurate? What do you want to talk about today? No, no, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. I think that... Um... You know, when you are talking about topics and everything else, sometimes it's your mind locks in on what you're yeah. what you're studying, what you're thinking about, and everything else. And lately, I've just I came across this really good scripture, um, and it's repeated. It's the most repeated scripture in the Bible. Let's hear it. Um, and it's Exodus chapter thirty-four, and it says this: basically, the Lord passes in front of Moses. This is when God and, and Moses are on the, yep. the mountainside, right? And, and Moses is like, "Hey, God." Um, I heard all about you. Can you can you let me see you as you yeah, really is, are? Is that how you want to look at him? I, and he's like, I've got a cleft of the rock. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, uh, Mo, uh -huh. no, let's let's let me let me do this for you. I'm gonna tuck you in this rock over here, uh -huh. and then I'm gonna proclaim my name in front of you. And then at this point, he really he, he had he didn't he proclaimed his name once, but mm -hmm. he's really introducing himself and, and letting people know who he is. And so, um, so God. Passes, you know, you know the story. Moses all tucked away, and God, you know, causes his his afterglory to come upon him, and and he says this. He says, Yahweh, Yahweh. He repeats his name twice, right? The Lord, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness, and I lavish unfailing love to thousands generations, and I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse. The guilty. I lay the sins of her parents upon their children and their grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even to the children of the third and fourth generations. Now that's a lot, mm. right? But what struck me um, is, the, is the fact that when God says, Yahweh is my name, he says it twice, and when it, you know, we know in Scripture, whenever God repeats himself, Emphasis, yeah. right? It's, it's really important. But the next thing that he says is, I'm the God of love. Justice? No. He says, compassion and mercy. Hmm. That's how he introduces himself to Moses. And it would be unique to say, okay, God introduces himself this one time. But after this, everybody, everyone who knows this story, repeats it. It shows up in Jonah, it shows up in the New Testament, it shows up in various other places of the Old Testament. Why? The Old Testament. Not the, the New Testament, we can understand God is a God of compassion and mm -hmm. mercy and, and grace and grace. But the Old Testament, I mean, that's where we hear about, you know, uh, 
slaughtering wrath and, wrath yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, fire yeah. and brimstone. Chaldeans coming in to destroy his people. Right. And people, yeah. people being turned into you know little salt shakers yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, but that doesn't jive with mm. God introduces himself as this God of mercy and grace. That's his default. That's Hmm. He, he, he goes out of his way to forgive sin. He says, I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. Now we know how he is able to do that. Mm -hmm. Right? Post it's, the cross. Right. Because there's a sacrifice. But bear in mind, this is, he his nature. provides mm -hmm. that. But it's his nature to forgive. I mean, that's why Jonah got so mad at him. Mm -hmm. right. He's like, I didn't want to go to Nineveh. I don't want to deal with those dudes. Yeah. Because I know you're going to forgive them, right? That's why do you think we? Why, why do you think we don't? Um, I mean, if we have, or say the world, for example, right? I mean, we know because of our relationship with Him a little bit more than the world. But why do the world look at God as being not that? Well, I, I there's there's a couple of reasons I think, but I think that it, the example has not been set, mm -hmm. not by God. Right, I say God. Not by God. Mm -hmm. But let's put it this way. You have kids. Mm -hmm. I have kids. Right? And um, now, you know, all your kids are adults. Mm -hmm. I have one teenager left. Mm -hmm. I've got one, I got a son that's getting married this right. weekend. Um, but when, when they used to leave the house, mm -hmm. my wife would say, remember who you are. Remember where you came from. Why? Because they're representing us. Mm -hmm. So they go out and they've got the, you know, they've, they've got the Gates name or they've got the Adams name. People will see them and say, oh, there goes that Adams kid. Mm -hmm. There goes that Gates kid. And there's some assumptions that can be made. Well, they start questioning their upbringing and they start acting the fool, right? Mm -hmm. I think the same place, this is the same way here. I think that we, as Christians, not all the time, a lot of the time in the forefront, we're not talking about God as being a God of mercy hmm. and grace because we're not showing mercy and grace as much as we should, right? Mm -hmm. Or we or we we want to interpret God. We want to bring His other qualities to the fore because, you know, God is a God as a God against sin. Absolutely. But you I think, think that's the only reason, though? What? The, the only reason why the world doesn't know it? The presentation that we might have uh, of him, the representation of our lives towards others and those around. I, I could see some of that. But do you think it's, it's I, still inside of us is a understanding that we're sin and there's a need to be a punishment for the sin that's in our lives and we understand that that's been written in our hearts when we violate and that draws us actually... I think, I, I, I think you're correct. Right, I know that there, everyone understands that there is there are consequences. Yeah, we can say that there are consequences, yeah. and God allows us to experience our consequences. Period. But I think that we expect sometimes it, the 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 image is as God is waiting to strike us down for our misdeeds, when much of the time He just His His grace and mercy allows us to experience our consequences. Yeah. Right, yeah, it actually but, steers us towards right, yeah, or away from. Why? Because at the end, God is constantly, whether it's at Genesis or at the book of Revelation, 
God is constantly seeking to redeem, mm -hmm. to reconcile us to himself. Consist he is giving us an opportunity to repent. I'm not saying that everybody gets to go to heaven. I'm not, there's no way I'm saying that. No, I don't think I, I don't think, hear that. Uh, uh, I, I, God was almost a character of God. He also yes. says at the very end of that that he is judgment. He is judging. It, absolutely. And, and, and that is an but attribute of God as well. To the thousands, he's merciful in, yeah. in, in just to the thousands of generations. And but the entire family is affected by the sins of the parents and their children to the third and fourth generation. And so what happens is, is we 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 grasp onto that third and fourth generation. Oh my goodness, God is holding these people responsible. No, they're just consequences. Mm -hmm. If I sin, and there's something, if it's if depending on what the sin is, it will affect my children. Mm -hmm. It may affect my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. It may affect my great grandchildren. And that's, that's, that's the answer to you know how can a loving God you know have a you know a world that is is full of sin? I mean that that's. That's that's blamed on him, but that's his point. Is look, I'm the forgiving one here. Yeah. I'm the compassionate one here. Your sins keep doing this to you. I'm trying to keep you away. From, yeah. I'm trying to give you the better way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From the beginning, I'm yeah. always trying. God is trying to show you the better way. Don't eat this tree. You, you don't right. want to cross that line. But the problem is, even if, let's go back to the tree. The problem is, is we. The lie is that God is hiding something from yeah. us. The, the lie is that God is keeping us from something that we could benefit from mm -hmm. rather than and so even in his judgment well God's you know this word judging mm -hmm. well don't judge me you know don't shame me don't do these things I, most of the time when, when we, 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 we should be presenting God God is a God who is standing in the way of you headed toward destruction hmm. he is and, and so it's you're already headed toward destruction we're already headed down that road. Mm -hmm. It's can we change, Randy? I haven't spent enough time thinking this whole thing through, so you definitely got me on this one. No, uh, I I love it that we're we're discussing this, but I definitely won't walk into a heresy here. No, 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 no. Uh, of of we might have to edit it. Yeah, right. I I I get that. What do we do with the the verse? Is the fear fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and that's how that is. I think missing a lot of our understanding of who God is is His holiness and His uh, oh, righteousness, and 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 that needs. I think in our culture today we need a, a much greater fear of Him. Um, how does that go together? Well, with that, then help me. Well, God is holy. Yeah. God is merciful. Yeah. God is equally. Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah. They're all yeah. they're all at the, at the top not, level. He's this and a little bit less of this. Yeah, yeah. on a scale of one to ten, they're all ten hundreds. Yeah, they're all hundreds yeah. straight across. Yeah. And so he is the mark. These he's pure. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in his in his character that dis nothing no part of one characteristic that disagrees with another characteristic. Mm -hmm. So how can he be loving and yet judge sin? Mm -hmm. It's it's the nature. Well, but here's the thing: it's when we talk about these qualities. What I'm saying is originally, God's default is X. Mm -hmm. His default is grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that He is not also He's not going to judge. Because it, let's go back to the the example of Jonah. Mm -hmm. Jonah got mad because God was going to forgive. He forgave mm -hmm. the Ninevites. But what happened to them about 150 years later? Yeah, he's long-suffering. 
but he is just. He's long-suffering, yeah. but there, yeah. will, there, is, yeah. there does come a time mm-hmm. where God says, enough. Yeah. And so this idea that God is always ready to pounce on us yeah. for sin, is that's that not yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's a punishment for sin, mm-hmm. absolutely, every day. And the cross proves that to us. And, and that, that, that is why we celebrate the good news, and that's why the good news is such good news. Right. Because inside of all of us, we know we don't deserve uh, forgiveness. If there's no punishment, if there's yeah. no if yeah. there's no consequence, yeah. then Christ doesn't have to die. Yeah. If there's no consequence for, for the actions of us running away from God, mm-hmm. right, consistently, then there's no need for Christ. Mm-hmm. There's no need for any of those things because... If there's no consequence, well, now we're back down to, have I really broken any law? Yeah. yeah. Right? Or do I just become a law to myself? Mm-hmm. Well, Which I just can. takes us deeper and deeper into the sin. Uh, right. Without that, that right. it's, it's, pain you know, the, from the sin that, that, that God provides for us, um, or the, the chastening or the, the, the steering that way. That, hey, that's which that. is a great point right yeah. there. Yeah. It's, and here's the thing, is, is mercy and grace looks different. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I think merc- that's it right I'm there. I'm merciful. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Is God merciful when he gets, He says, now I told you not to do that. Yeah. I'm going to prevent, I'm going to allow you to experience the consequence of your action. You don't even want to say it, do you? Right? I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish you. But here's the thing. I know. But it's, it, it, is it God actively? Now, there's sometimes that God is actively reaching yeah. out and going, smash. Hebrews. 13 or something. Right. Yeah, if, you, you, if he doesn't discipline, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a, but that word discipline, right? He's guiding us. He's like, okay, yeah. all right, I can, you know, you can do this, but, you know, as a, as a friend of mine said, well, you could do that, but that'd be dumb. Yeah. That would be dumb. That would be stupid to do yeah. that. But choose the sin, choose the sin. Right, right. Yeah. I set the tree in the middle of the, uh, yeah. the tree, uh, the knowledge of, uh, of good and evil, in the middle of the garden. Don't, don't deal with it. Don't touch that. Leave that alone. It's bad for you. I'm telling you it's bad for you. Well, why did you put it there in the first place? Because you have a choice. Yeah. You have will. Yeah, I didn't create him. I'm I didn't. a robot. I, I the great automatons. I created mm-hmm. you to, to to live and to breathe and to think. What do you call them? Automatons? Automatons. automatons. You're a little more techie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the tech part came out, right? So I, I, I created you for this. I put you in the in the middle of the best place in the world to thrive. Yeah. Right? And to show, if, if, if I hadn't sinned, how could he be long-suffering? How could I know who he is and his, his, his grace and his mercy? Mm-hmm. Had I not chosen that, I would have never experienced who God really is. And, and like you take you back to that first thing. Is that right? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, that's almost, now we're getting the question of, okay, is Romans God... Is God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is God at fault? Yeah. Did he? Or even sin? Maybe I should just sin more to enjoy. Let God give more grace out. Romans six. six. How should we? Yeah. Yeah. So we're not saying that completely. However, we aren't. We can't excuse the fact that that um, we couldn't have ever experienced the grace of God apart from our sin. And so, right, because grace is giving us what mercy. I mean, well, yeah. well, mercy is preventing us from getting what we deserve, right. and, and grace, grace is giving, is giving us, us that which we don't, don't deserve. deserve. Yes, right. And so we're undeserving yeah. of of this stay. Mm-hmm. We're undeserving of the, the staying of the wrath of God. And our sin 
proves God's grace in our life. Is that Absolutely. He, he becomes, that grace and mercy become manifest mm -hmm. when interacting, when coming up against it. Dude, we may be crossing lines right now. <laughs> well, we may, have to go back. we may have to go back and edit this, right? Woo! Okay. Right? Now, this is good, though, because I think, I, I, again, and this, this yeah. we're, we're doing this for a reason. Yeah. Because you've been studying this and your mind's been getting on this, and, and I think sometimes the deeper things of God, we... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's grace. He's got grace and mercy. And, 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 and yeah, yeah, we understand but that. But how does but, that work out? Yeah, man. how does that work out? And, and do we spend, just like he said it twice, do we spend enough time understanding what that means to us? Because, and this is where we're getting to, because the way we present this God is important. Yes. Well, yes. Not this God. The way we present God is important. The way that we it's not this God or our God. It's God. The way that we represent Yahweh. Yes. Right. Because we know that God is a title. It's not a name. Yeah, I got you. Right. Um, and this is I'm just talking. I got you. No, no, I, you know, absolutely. I'd be right? clear. Um, we want to make sure that the that he who we represent. We are representing him correctly. And we if we don't, then, this is the whole point. What are we causing by presenting this little G God that we've created for ourselves? Oh, what, what, why is this so important? Give me some, because give no, some reasons because why this is so important. That little G God, is, there's a whole bunch of little G gods. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can pick whatever little G God you want. I mean, that's why God says... Thou shalt have no other gods. little g gods yeah, before me because he's acknowledging, no, they're not to my level. Mm -hmm. They're not anywhere close. But I do know mm. that they exist, right? And you can give yourself to these little g gods, but here's the problem. The return on what they ask you for. Mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about the Old Testament. We're talking about a group of people who constantly, they... They felt like gods were around every corner, Absolutely. underneath every rock, every patch of ground. And so they're running around trying to appease all of these gods. This Yahweh is a God that we do not have to, quote-unquote, appease. Mm -hmm. We can glorify him. We can, we can, we can worship him uh, as a choice, right? Um, if we represent that, we represent Yahweh for who he really is as a God of, of mercy and grace and love, but also powerful enough and, and you know, possessing all power, possessing all knowledge, immutability, or all those things, those are also there. Mm -hmm. Then we have, now we start getting it. Now we're looking at the macro, mm -hmm. the largest of God. Now we're like, okay, this God's way too big for me. And that's where that's where the awe, that's where the fear, that's where the the reverence comes into play. With the bow and knee, to yeah. this God. Well, this is Isaiah seeing God through a little old tiny keyhole mm -hmm. and going, mm -hmm. you know, pulling the whoa type. My of thing. ways are not your ways. Your ways are not my right. ways. Kind he, of a mentality, right? You are transcendent. That's, that's yeah. that long word there, right? But if we don't represent God, let's frame this in a yeah. point. Okay. The point would be if we don't present a big enough God then we don't stand out in the crowd. I mean, first of all, if we, we present the God and kind of dummy him down for somebody to accept him, mm -hmm. we, 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 number one, uh, I think we don't make it, we don't make him or we don't present him in a way that he stands out in the crowd. Is that what you're saying? 
Yes, I think that if, okay, if you look back at the Greeks and the Romans and everybody, just about everybody else that creates their own gods, they wind up being like them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're not what they could famous, understand. Famous, famously, the Romans and the Greeks, their gods were just like them. Hedonistic, you know, they have all these lustful appetites and everything else, and they're just sitting around, you know, in heaven eating, you know. Yeah, and that's why out. I think that people say about God is, well, why is he this way? Or why would right. he allow this? Or why? Because we haven't presented God big enough. It's like, listen, you're not going to understand why. I don't understand why. And the fact that you you are at the point where you just don't get it means you understand what I'm trying to say to you. Right. I, it, it becomes this God. God, Adonai, Adonai mm -hmm. Yahweh, becomes the God that is over, mm -hmm. that surpasses my circumstance. If we present him as, now, we'll see him in different pictures, mm -hmm. right? He's sure. a healer. He is almighty, mm -hmm. which means he's a God of God, mm -hmm. right? And all, all these things uh, in different situations. But that doesn't mean that our situation has served to confine God. Right. Right? If, if we are presenting God as anything else than who he is, mm -hmm. right, then we're seeking to confine God. Yeah. Into this, and then and he won't be what quote unquote um, the world would need him to be if we keep confining him in a little box. Yeah, I think that I, I wrote down some things when you said that to me earlier today that kind of helped me think it, mm -hmm. at least get my mind to where. And hopefully, it helps everybody get their mind to what we're talking about. Because I think after a conversation like this, it's not as Oh, point no. one, point two, no, point three. No, this no. is what you need to do first kind of right. a conversation. Right. But I think it is from the standpoint of as we present a God to to appease a felt need in someone, like, mm -hmm. okay, you're having problems with your marriage. Listen, you need to come to my God yeah. and because he's going to help you with your marriage. Right. And you kind of shrink him down into, oh, well, he's the marriage helper. He's, or he's the he's marriage your, God. Yeah, or he's the financial guy. He's going to mm -hmm. fix your financial problems. Or he's the one to get you through your illness and get you to recovery. Or he's the one that, and we, and we, we put this God in just pieces to say this is who God is because this is where your need is today or your felt need is today. I, I think that leaves a person once that need is gone to like, I don't need him anymore because my need is gone. Or maybe mm -hmm. my need doesn't go. And then who is this God that would, would not take care of my need? Why doesn't he love me? Right. Is, right. is that maybe a thing? That's why we're supposed to present a God, not necessarily just for felt needs, but a God that's for our true needs, which is our sin. And and our, our our everlasting hope and our direction for life and our understanding to pull us through the issues of life. That's why that's the God that we present, no matter what the ailment or financial condition problem or family condition. That's that's not what we're, we're presenting them is a cure, right? For that, we're presenting a, a larger cure. Is that is that what I, we're saying? It's mm. so. Wow, this is where yeah. I don't know if we have enough yeah. time. We are everybody has different situations, yeah, right. And you know, you have people say, Well, I was, I was in a situation I called on God and He helped me, yes, right. And I said, God, if you do this, I'll and we it. believe that to be and, the case, we negotiate, we think we're negotiating with mm -hmm. God, we're not really mm -hmm. negotiating. Um, but at some point, and that's okay in the entry level, mm -hmm. that's okay when you know, when I got saved at, at the age of five, I didn't know anything about. The bigness of God. Yeah. I mean, and all the rest of it. I mean, it's, it's not eternal a, nature. Right. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I didn't yeah. want to go to hell. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. So yeah. I'm like, I, Jesus, 
I don't want to go with Jesus. I want to be in heaven. I don't want to be in hell. That's where. But as you grow, if you still maintain that mentality that God is, yeah. And 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 here's the thing. I, I, can I give you the crux of the reason why this drove me? Yeah. So here, that's why we, yeah, we should right? start with that. Yeah. Um. So my dad died last year. And um. And I found myself not questioning anything, but with his absence, um, you start to see yourself, I start to see myself differently. It's like, I'm not looking, that voice in my head that's always, you know, approval or everything else or going back and forth, or whatever, it's not there. I can't call him. But it started me, it, it really made me start to look at how, do, how am I viewing God? Because, you know, f famously people say, well, you know, uh, people's view of God is really their relationship with their dad. Mm -hmm. And mine was a bit tough. And so now I'm like, have, have most of my thoughts and my relationships and my dealings with my father, have that, has that started to get into my relationship with God and my Superimposed on that relationship. Right, yeah. right. And then, and so I'm running around looking for God to, looking to appease God, looking for his approval on a level of a, a you know, a dad approving a son, mm -hmm. which there is a portion of that in relationship, mm -hmm. but it's, doesn't it have to grow? Mm -hmm. And when you begin to see God, like Moses can only see a piece, a part of him mm -hmm. because of our fleshly nature, our sinful nature. But even that was a lot. Mm -hmm. He didn't see that at the beginning at the burning bush. Mm -hmm. He saw it later. Mm -hmm. And he saw even more, and, and God had revealed to him more and more as he talked to him face to face as a man would talk to his friend. And I thought, I want that. I want that relationship with God that will allow me to, to talk with him as, as a friend. I, there were points in my life where I thought I had that relationship with my dad. I wasn't quite sure. But I... I realized when I read this scripture, I'm a God of compassion and mercy, and I forgive sin. He is seeking consistently, I want to have a relationship with you that supersedes all of these other gods that run around that you've got to sacrifice to, that you've got to do something for, that you have to appease, mm. right? I want a relationship with you. There's Now, there are some restrictions because of your current condition. That you need to meet, but mm -hmm. past that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that's that's what turns that what turns my mind and starts. And, and this is, like I said, this is not fully fleshed out. That's why we're sitting here talking about it right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, go ahead. What do you think? Because because of coming and and coming and understanding God in a different, in the right perspective, how has that made you, um, or has it made you? present um, the gospel differently uh, or, or maybe look to a lost and dying world differently maybe even prior to your presentation just your attitude towards you know I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking when he Jesus looked over the fields and he, he saw the white where mm -hmm. the fields uh, is that kind of where, same place yeah, same place kind it's of compassion yeah. it's that mercy it's that if if I don't do this mm -hmm. what's going to happen to that person yeah if I don't share, if I don't at least try, right? How is it? it doesn't mean that it's all on me, right? 
No. Like out there, it's like, oh, it's people. Well, we've gone every page. You might as well Calvinism now. So go It's not all of me, right? I just, uh, I just want to do. I, I look at a person and have compassion, and have compassion on people that normal, that traditionally the church hasn't had compassion on, mm-hmm. right? Um, we start looking at it. I start seeing and saying, okay, it's not about whether or not they transgressed, because we've mm-hmm. all transgressed. It's about what they need. It's yeah. about that God. It's about the God of mercy and compassion who is waiting to forgive them of their sin. But they need to know that there's a there's a better way. The way that they're headed is the destruction. Mm. And just to intercede and say, man, there's a better way, and to and to talk about that better way. Right. Right. Yes, there is a heaven to gain, and there certainly is a hell to show. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I just my. My attitude towards that says less about um, seeing the sin mm-hmm. and more about seeing the person behind all of that sin, whether it's snatching them from the from, uh, from the flames, hating, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh, mm-hmm. um, uh, all those things, right? It's it's that compassion angle that says, oh, "Look, I just." I want to see you experience and, and, and meet God. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what's cool is I, I think so many different things in Scripture, it's a pendulum thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, once again, I, I find myself in my mind saying, yeah, but, you know, what yeah. about these guys needing to repent from their sins? And what about these oh, guys, yeah. somebody needs to approach them and tell them that they need to bow to this holy God and this sin is taking them. I mean, we can go down to our little issues of, of you know, same-sex this and all these th- we, we can go down those issues right. and, and, you know, are we, but I think what you're saying is, listen, it, that, that doesn't eliminate our compassion for these people. And, and that the problem mm-hmm. is their sin, yes. But their problem is their sin. Can't you see that they need to hear the truth, and and you need to have a feeling of empathy towards what they're they're feeling. There's a suffering from sin, whether people realize it or not. Yeah. People, we're suffering from that. Mm-hmm. We're not just. It it, it it may look like some people are like, well, that person doesn't look like they're suffering. Look like they're having a great time. Yeah, almost but, a jealousy of their. I mean, in fact, the Bible speaks to that. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't envy those yeah, guys. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. they're suffering too, uh-huh. and so. If I can look at that and say there's suffering here, uh-huh. there is, and there's a reason to be to have compassion, right? Because if God's default, I just want to, okay, I just want to be like God. Yeah, I just want to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it, and if the best way that I know how to be like Jesus is to have this default of grace and mercy, mm. that's a good place to start. Because I know that in order to receive grace and mercy, something has to change. I, I didn't. I wouldn't be receiving grace and mercy from God if it wasn't for, for the cross, right? And I've got. And that, I have to acknowledge that mm-hmm. because I won't. That's not going to happen for me yeah. until I recognize. Yes, Jesus Christ died for my sin. My sin mm-hmm. suffered, bled, died, rose again on the third day. I recognize that, and I. I repent of that, and I'm saying, I want you, I want this relationship. I want a relationship with you, Jesus, right? And and how awesome that relationship is, mm-hmm. because it's not based on, okay, don't do that, smack, don't do that, smack, don't do that. It's a whole bunch of dudes, 
Yes, there are some don'ts. But God says, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you will live. You know, I have not come in to condemn the world. I've come to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole... The world's condemned story. already. Yeah. Jesus is like, he's not, he doesn't spend a whole bunch of time pointing out sin. Yeah, because it's there. Their actions condemn them because they, it is written in their hearts of right and wrong. We're here to give them the truth. Yeah, and But I think, uh, you know, I think as the world just gets... I mean, I, I think every generation has thought that. I've been saying this for 30 years. Right. That the world gets worse and worse. And it's terrible out there. And it's worse than when I was growing up. But as it gets worse, it does seem like we're more, um, the gulf between us and them is more distinct. Uh, a sinner's life is, I, I don't know they have a lot of boundaries anymore. I don't know they have little lines, you can't do this, you can't do this. And because of that, I think instead of us just seeing Man, that's just so horrible. And they're dealing with the consequences of sin. Where now they, it doesn't seem like they can discern right and wrong in some mm-hmm. cases. They mm-hmm. they make decisions. It's like, dude, you don't see that? And instead of us that ha, us having compassion because of that, and us that drawing us with empathy towards them of, man, you so need this truth now. Right. It almost pulls us back like, yuck. And, yeah. you know, you yeah. guys, I can't believe you. And... And it almost it, it it has that 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 thing, and that's what I guess like you're saying. If you're really godly, though, when you see that, that shouldn't make you jealous of it. It shouldn't make you disgusted by it. It should make you compassionate. It should make you broken. Them. Yeah, it should make you broken. Um, you know, there's a line from a, um, a Christian song: uh, "Break my heart for what breaks yours." Yeah. You know. Um, when, when I see Jesus with emotion in the New Testament, it is over the lostness, the sinfulness, the, the rejection that his people. And, 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 and certainly, again, I think when I was growing up and what you're saying is, is yeah, we want to save these people from hell. Yeah. Which is true. Yes. But we want to save them from their sins now. We want and them the to be the pain of their mm-hmm. sins now. We want them to be delivered from their sin now, sin now, and enjoy a relationship with God. You know, Jesus eternally. Yeah, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God yeah. is this, the kingdom of God is this, the kingdom of God is this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you thought this. Right. Let me tell you what the kingdom truth of God is. is filled with people who yeah. embrace this, mm-hmm. express this, and experience this. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Right. Um, but that's not just like in the in the sweet by and by. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's that's for right now, and and you I mean, you can't watch the news or anything social media. You can't watch anything without seeing the effects of sin and how it's so disruptive to family, how it's disruptive marriages, how it's disrupted personal right. People don't even know what they want anymore. Everyone was young for their rights. Now they don't even know what their right is because it's like, oh, I thought I wanted this, but look how that played out. I thought, I mean, and it's just. Reminds me of Ecclesiastes, where yeah, he yeah. just keeps going down. Okay, this is this is what this. it is. That's right. And and yeah. the world is almost to that point where they tried all those things, and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> I, I ran out of options now. Right, right. What, well, what do I do? Well, I got to come up with some more things. Well, I mean, it's the law of diminishing returns. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, you, you, you keep up, you keep up in the ante, and at some point, you don't get the same return. But initially, they've got the next one. I mean, I'm sure there's always a next one, but it, there's less and less 
the next one's for the world now. And what a beautiful thing is if we're there as believers, mm -hmm. followers of Christ, ones that have experienced the love of Christ in our lives, that if we saw them for who they are, and, you know, lost people, blind people, cripples that need a Savior, mm -hmm. this is a perfect time for us. Oh, but yet, absolutely. We see them so far down the road, it's like they won't listen to us. They're, 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 they just want them. See, obviously, they're they're not interested in this, and it's almost like I don't know how to communicate it. Uh, it's yeah. It, there's that, and there's a fear of rejection that yeah. everybody has. Yeah, and it's right. so obvious that they're not going to want to hear the truth. Yeah, no, they're too far gone. Yeah, who's, who's, who's to say that anybody's too far gone? But the 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 error of their ways should just so be heavy on us because we know the truth. And, but it, it, but it, that's what that's why I keep revolving around this fact that God is a God of compassion and mercy because yeah. and He's forgiving. What does it say? He says, "I forgive sin." Yeah. Now, not I'm I'm not winking at sin. No, no. I'm not assuring. I'm not. Smart. That's the next part of the verses. Yeah. Right. Yes, I'm not. Yeah. I, no, mm -hmm. I'm I'm still God, mm -hmm. and there is a right and a wrong. Mm -hmm. But there is here's the part. There's always a way back. Yeah. There's yeah, always yeah. a way back. And so when if I'm looking at people, I'm looking at, okay, I, I don't care how far you are. Mm -hmm. There's always a way back. Right. And that's, that's if you want to know what my approach is, that's it. Mm -hmm. There's always a way back. That's probably the message of the gospel today. Yeah. That, that, forget back, but there's always a way. There's God. a way. Yeah. There's yeah. a way. It, it, yeah. I say back. I know, you know what you're saying. I know right? what you're saying. But uh, if we're going to look at mankind from the, from the beginning yeah. to, you know, to now. But there is a way. Yeah. There is a you way. You haven't gone too far. To, right. There's a way that leads. There is a path that leads to right. If you're willing to listen to the message, your heart is still open to the right. message. And the message is... That God so loved the world that he yeah, gave his yeah. only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's why I run to you all the time. Yeah, he not, didn't die for me because I no. got better. Oh, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> he I, I died for me knowing what he was getting. Yeah, I scrubbed and, up. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, shaved. Yeah, like, oh, okay. I'm a God. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, you know. yeah, that was the whole point of the passage there is that he did right. it knowing what he was getting into. Right. And and I, I think sometimes you, you go down that road and you've committed so much. Again, we are so team-oriented today. I mean, we're on this team or we're on that oh. team or we're on this... Ideology, or we're on this is who we are, and it's like, well, you, you don't have to, though. Right. It, it, I mean, you get down the road, even though you picked your team, shoot, I'm a Bengals fan, signed kind of. I don't even tell people that. I'm a more of a Cowboys fan. But there's some oh, so seasons. Well, I, I don't know if you, you get over you, eight, you one for the other. They're both nine, ten losses in a season. Yeah. You know, you just don't talk about it much, but you're right. not really a fan anymore. You don't turn the TV on to see what they are, but you don't tell people you're not that. You just don't say anything at all. But you still have that feeling of, man, I got disappointed. My team sucks. We're never going to win anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where the world is a lot. That they, they, they bought into this, they've did, but inside they're just not talking about, I have doubts. I have confusions. I, I don't want to be on this team anymore, but because... I still have the jersey because I still right. I still eat at the wings place that all my team members do. <laughs> I don't want to be on this team. And I think if we see them and, and for you're just losers on the wrong team, yeah. and Jesus loves you, yeah, you don't I, have to be there anymore. It, Is that a bad analogy? No, no. Jesus Jesus love supersedes yeah. all other team affiliation and any other decisions you've made to get right. on a team. Um, how you got there doesn't matter. I, yeah. I say this to people sometimes. It doesn't matter how you got here. Yeah. 
especially we're church, we're talking about, you know, we're, we're gathering. Forgiveness of sins. It doesn't matter how you got here, you're here. Yeah. So let's let's talk about why you're here. Yeah. You're here because God wanted you here. Yeah. You're here because he has something to tell you, to yeah. convey to you, right? And that's the most important part of it. And you can't listen. Most people won't be listening if, if folks are yelling. Yeah. I think that's your main point. And I think that's, that is the point of the thing. And I think that's a beautiful, uh, I love this. It, 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 we started with who God is. Right. And then we, we've kind walked, walked, yeah, yeah, we've walked, walked ourselves in because of that. This is how we need to see the world. This is how we need to present the world. And this is how we need to live our lives in a way that they see the difference mm -hmm. in, in what they're doing, what team that we're on. I mean, I remember the book of James as I'm doing that on a different uh, right. with our Wednesday night thing here and it, it, it seeing this attribute these these different ways you're living your life it should identify you as something different than the world is right and the way you deal with conflict the way you deal with the Bible the way you deal with you know your tongue all these things but I think unfortunately for Christians like you said at the very beginning of this that they don't look like Jesus they don't look like God and, then, no. and because of that God gets a bad no, we don't look like it, you know. Oh, those are sons of God. Yeah, is that God? Well, I don't think that God. I'm not sure. I want I, yeah. that God looks a little bit like that other God over yeah, here. Exactly. I'm already got my God. You're giving me a God that looks similar to that. Well, guys, that's it for this week. I appreciate you joining us. I think we have a good long enough. Thanks a lot.